Player 2, this is Player 1, plugging in. Player 1 is initiating connection. Player 1 is online. Player 1, this is Player 2, plugging in. Player 2 is initiating connection. Player 2 is online. All players have successfully connected. You are now plugged into the Plug and Play podcast. Initiating startup sequence. tuning in to episode 53 of the Plug and Play podcast. I am your host, Zach, and alongside me, as always, is Tim. Welcome, Minions. And it has been a full week since we have reconvened, and a lot's gone down. So why don't we do a weekly recap, and, uh, yeah. So you'll probably pick up that I sound really nasally. I'm just sick of being sick. I've been sick now for about two weeks. The nose thing is new. I've just had kind of a fever off and on. felt like crap. I got through my work week, um... Physically, and then just like my body's like, all right, I got you this far, I'm done. Just kind of crapped out on me this morning, so. Nice. Well, Penny wanted to sing you a little song, so hold on. Okay. Soft kitten, <laughs> kitty, little ball of fur. Happy kitty, sleepy kitty, purr, purr, purr. Thanks, Penny. I don't know. Do, do, do you know that song, Tim? Yeah, I do, actually. Okay, just making sure. Just making sure. I wasn't sure if you were that far into it or not. So I, I feel both sleepy and strangely aroused. Exa- yeah, extremely aroused. I know, right? It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. If you could come later and sing me to sleep as I uh, ingest my Nyquil, that would be great. That would be well. You know, if you ingest enough of it, anybody might turn out looking like that. Yep. So, so. feeling like this uh, affected my Adventure Time Tuesday with the kids in a big way. Oh no. Yes. All right. It's your time. Come on, grab your friends. We'll go to very distant lands. We'll take the dog and then the new and the book will never end. It's adventure So I had a hike planned, but feeling like this, it it's not a hard hike or anything. It was only four miles, but it just wasn't going to happen. So You should have your kids push you in a wheelchair. Oh, no, I have my pride still. Um... So we went to lunch at a pretty cool place they hadn't been to before. You might have actually know about it. It's called Rocky's Pizza in Battleground. Oh, heck yeah. It's this old lodge. I love that place. This old, weird lodge-looking place with, like, old, um, I don't know, farm equipment and random stuff on the walls. It's got a giant loft, so we ate upstairs, and that was cool. Oh, nice. Yeah, eating on the second floor is awesome. You have to look over. Yeah. And they have a couple arcade games. I gave the kids some quarters. They get to play that. And the buffet they have for lunch is pretty sweet. You get pizza, of course, but there's also like you can make spaghetti or a salad, or not. What they have stuff for nachos and tacos, and they even have cake. So that was pretty pretty cool. Is it all like one price, all included? Yeah, like eight bucks. What the heck? I'm going there for lunch. So they really like that. So that part was cool. Um, but the next part, I was going to take them swimming, but I wasn't going to go swimming because I'm sick, and so. I thought it'd be cool and everything. We got there and the pool was full and they're like, no, wait five minutes. We'll check the pool again and see if we can let you in. So 
they called our names on the PA, and we went over and like, okay, how old is your son? I'm like six. Um, he can't swim by himself unless he's seven. Like, what? what the hell? So my kids are totally disappointed at this point. Um, so we go next door to the library, and there's like a kids reading program. So I signed them up for that. They got some prizes and stuff. Uh, we got some books and hung out in the library for a little bit, but it was not my proudest uh, Adventure Time Tuesday. That was a uh, oh no so. Adventure Time fail day. Thanks. Uh, hopefully, uh, <laughs> the hike I had in mind will work out next week. Um, so yeah, I'll just push that one off off one week. Um, That's cool. But something did cheer me up when I got home, which was I got two packages in the mails, which were my um, two of my Kickstarter rewards. One was the ooh kick it segment come early. Yeah, uh, I guess this is like a prequel to our kick it. Um, we talked a while back about the Illumable, which uh, yes <laughs> lights up your toilet in the middle of the night so you can see what you're aiming at. Dude, you don't even have to do it like that. You can just like change the color on it, right? Like you can change different colors. Yeah, you can have it like rotate through all the colors, or you. Yeah, so see, like, definitely, like, you can have, like, green when it's good for other people to use. And red means, like, don't enter this room. Stop. If you see the red light, don't come right in. Away. That could be green, too, actually, in a way. Um, that could be green, I guess. But, yeah, it, it looks pretty cool. I set it up. It's got suction cups. Super easy. Um, it's a fun. I'll be interested to see how long this thing lasts for. Well, it's got batteries you can swap out. I don't know. It, it is. It's a ch- Wait till somebody has the runs and just goes all over. Oh, God. It's sort of on the very top edge, so you'd really... I mean, I guess you're right, but... Yeah. Power squirts. It's definitely, definitely disposable technology. Oh, man. Oh, but the other one um, was awesome. Uh was Exploding Kittens. I got my two um, decks of cards, the normal deck and then the not-safe-for-work deck. And Holy crap. It came in this awesome little uh, magnetized box. So, like, when you shut the lid, it, it stays shut because of the magnets. And when you open it... Huh? Little kitty goes meow. That's awesome. Meow. They they kept that a secret. That's amazing. Because they got so much money, they added that without telling anybody. So it was a pretty cool surprise. Um, they also did a custom comic with like my, my name and the state I live in. Um, threw that in there. So it was a really awesome little package. Haven't played the game yet, but it looks the pictures are hilarious. So yeah, that cheered me up from feeling all crap, crappy. Nice. Hope you had a better week. What'd you do? Uh, well, we did a family vacation again, so we went to my wife's dad's house. It was about six hours away, um, and this kind of leads into like a cool little game I played, which is called Run From Fire, huh. and uh, so he lives six hours away, and as you know, there's a lot of forest fires in our area, and we like drove past one. It was 800 acres. When we drove by it, the next morning when we woke up, it spread to 6,000, so I ran from fire. Wow. And um, we had a good weekend. Uh, her dad's kind of funny-ish. Please, and, please uh, to explain. So my wife and I knew this about him. And we were kind of like, hey, uh, he wanted to do like this like uh, brunch. He wanted to do this dinner boat thing. Okay. And But they're books. We did a brunch dinner boat thing. So we, like, asked questions about it because he has, like, this raging river they do, like, speedboats on. And we knew about that. But he's like, no, this is, like, a nice, like, they stop and they feed you food and, like, they need, or no, like, he what do you say? They feed you food while you're cruising down the river or something like that. So we're like, so it's like a cruise ship. Kind of like we have that, like, uh, Columbia River one, you the know? Portland Spirit or whatever. Yeah, the Portland Spirit thing. 
And uh, so we kind of thought it was something like that. We'd like ask like a million questions. So like we'd make sure we got it right. Like what type of, cause he's been on it before. We're like, what type of clothes do you wear? He's like, oh, you know, like nice button up t-shirt, like nice clothes. So we're like, okay. So we get there and it's this fucking water, like crusade through the rapids and you get soaked. So I was in a nice button up t-shirt. My wife was like in nice, really nice dress (laughs) in like, Dressed the night, uh, and so was I. And so was he for some fucking reason. He's been on it before, and he, like, still got all dressed up and didn't say anything about it. And we, like, get there, and he's like, well, you get, like, a little bit of mist. I came out drenched to my fucking bone. Wow. I was pissed. I was, like, livid. Like, it was fun, but, like, I was still livid. That Like, how retarded could you be to think that this is acceptable? <laughs> like... So what, like, I, like I wanted to like throw him out of the boat when he was like doing like three sixties in it in the middle of like the raging like rapids. So is this a small boat or? No, there was like twenty of us, thirty of us on this boat. But the, do you think it was just that driver that day, or was that normal? Oh no, no, there's like seven boats and they're all doing the same thing. Huh. Oh no, this is definitely a water excursion where you're supposed to get wet, and they tell you that like as you're boarding, like put anything away that you don't want to get soaked. <laughs> Awesome. And we're just like, well, this is fucking great. Thanks, douche. Did you you Um, say anything? Oh, I just kept my mouth shut the rest of the fucking day. I bitched to my wife, and she was pissed. She she was like, really? You thought this was appropriate? Here's the important question. Did she say something to her mom, who would later say something to her dad? Oh, her mom and dad are divorced. Oh, okay. So So did she say something to her dad or not? Kind of. We both kind of did in a roundabout way. We're just like, so you think that these clothes are appropriate to wear on this? Like, uh, And, like, my wife, like, wore some, like, really expensive shoes and was like, well, if these get ruined, like, we're not going to repay for them. And, like, stupid, like, shit like that. And we're just like, what the fuck? Like, she brought, like, her coach bag, and I was like, there's no fucking way you're bringing your coach bag on this fucking trip. Like, so I have to, like, run it back up, lock it in the vehicle, pray my car didn't get smashed into. Right. I had to leave my watch and my fucking phone up there, and I was just like, oh, my God, I'm going to rip this guy's head off. So. Well, that sounds super annoying. Yeah, that was terrible, but it was fun. We did that, and then we did a uh, Crater Lake, which is like a national like wonder or something, I guess, or like world wonder. Mm-hmm. Um, we did that. We like drove all the way around it and like looked at the water and stuff. It was pretty cool. I mean, it was fun. Um, I saw some crazy big deer. That I like leaned over my wife and I was like, "Hey, you think I could stuff one of those in my trunk really quick?" She's just like, "No, you're not gonna stuff a live deer in my trunk." I was like, "You wouldn't be alive once you got into my trunk." <laughs> and then like we were driving like in this back road from her grandma's house, and uh, a huge buck, like this huge buck, which if anybody's not a hunter, like a buck has like the huge antlers on it, like the, it's a male deer, mm-hmm. and like biggest one I've ever seen in my life in person. And, like, the dad, her dad, like, stopped the truck. And I, like, jumped out. My wife's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm getting the deer. <laughs> I was, like, running after. I was like, it's mine. It's mine. I want it. I don't think that's how you usually hunt, right? I don't have a gun with you. I was hoping I could, like, tackle map, it. like, jump on his, yeah, tackle it, and then, like, tame it and, like, ride it home. <laughs> and be like, you're going to die when you get home, sir. Hmm. Sounds that's what I was planning. Interesting plan. Did not work. I, I'm Did not shocked. Work. I know. I. It's very, very confusing of why it didn't work but it didn't um i got some gaming in at nighttime while we were up there cool. what'd you 
And then just doing some PAX Prime stuff, man. So PAX Prime's right around the corner, less than a month away, and the emails are rolling in. So I'm just trying to email people that I mainly want to get a hold of and see and trying to set up other things on the side. Sweet. So what uh, what did you get to game while you were out there? You don't hate- um, I, pl- I played some offline Rocket League, which is not the way it's meant to be played, but it was still pretty cool. I got to do some, uh, I did uh, pretty much all the training there is in the training sessions. So you had your laptop with and, you, obviously. Yeah, I had my laptop with me. And uh, so I did training sessions, and then when we got home, I played a, like a two hours of Elder Scrolls Online, continued my storyline, and uh, that was pretty sweet. Uh, I played the Run from the Fire, which we already spoke about. Mm-hmm. And then last night, I played Rocket League Online, and decided, you know what? I'm going to play ranked matches. So I jumped in the ranked matches, 2v2 and 3v3, and we just annihilated. One game was a 3v3, and it was like 9 to 1. And like six of those were mine. And just like, just destroying these people. Then I, my last, my very last match of the night, because I was like pissed, was a 2v2, and the fucker dropped right in like the first minute like they hadn't even scored or anything he just like left lame so then it was a 2v1 ended up winning um in overtime so i went to bed i was like nope not gonna top that one so i'm going to bed fuck this so been enjoying the crap out of rocket league that game is it's uh it's definitely kept me away from 2k so i'm excited to continue playing it sweet yeah, so what have you been playing? I didn't get to play much this week. I played a little bit of Witcher, because um, I'm trying to keep up on that. I got you playing a bit of Witcher. Yeah, whatever, Mr. Um, Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> um, and then I just got finished downloading a game called Galaxy, which is one of the um, four games that Sony is kind of highlighting this summer. as sort of like their um, arcade titles, like back when Xbox used to do that. Uh-huh. And um, it's really cool. Um, why don't you go ahead and roll the audio, and I'll kind of talk about it. Rated everyone, 10 and up. Boots up like an old computer. Wait, wait, wait. Can we can we just talk about this for a second? Sure. So, right off the bat, rated everyone, 10 and up. How the, what, what the, the fucking nine-year-olds and below aren't, yes. aren't in everyone? Screw those guys. They're not ready for the awesomeness of Galaxy. All right, whatever. We're going to continue on. Rated everyone, 10 and up. Bullshit! <laughs> Sorry, you're eight. It looks like an old computer or VCR booting up. What the fuck? So this is like a space shooter, like the style of like a 80s anime, like Robotech. Uh, reminds me a lot of Robotech. Got all sorts of different goofy anime characters. Got your little spaceships. And at the very end of this trailer, it reveals that your spaceship can actually transform into a robot, which is awesome. What? Yeah. You'll this is it. totally Japanese anime game. Totally Japanese anime. You, uh, you're floating through space, so you have to angle your ship the way you want to boost. Then you press your boosters. You get missiles, normal fire. You can like you start out on an asteroid field, which is cool. You're like bouncing around. You got shields. Um, 
yeah, if you're in the 80s anime, this game is like, you're, this is your jam. So I only got to play 10 minutes of it because I ran into a problem right off the bat. Uh-oh. You'd rather turn your sound volume up. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. All right. So, um... I no, 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 I meant, like, you forgot to turn your sound volume up on the TV. Kind of like when you tried to play your uh, alpha. No, oh, game. right, right. I can't turn up the audio. Oh, this is PlayStation 4, so I didn't have that problem. No, I had a corrupt save file right from the beginning. Oh! Um, yeah, I, I didn't even make... You chose the wrong path, good sir. Well, I didn't even make the save file. It's like an automatic, and it's like, this file is corrupted. I'm like, and the only options were okay. I'm like, all right. And it kept kept playing the game, like, and then it, it would like get through one scene, and be like the screen would go blank for a second, like it was saving, and be like your file is corrupted. I'm like, well, I'm not going to keep playing because, like, if I stop and boot it up again, I'm sure it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. So I turned it off and deleted the save file and reinstalled the game just for good measure. And I tweeted the developer and said, "Hey, what's up?" And actually, one of the engineers for the games tweeted me back and basically said to do what I just did, which was delete the save file. And I went a step further, deleted the game, reinstalled it, but I haven't tried it again. But game looks awesome, very colorful. Um, totally Robotech the game without the license. So I look forward to playing more of that. Very Japanese anime game, robot. Very, very much so. They're they're a little too into the robots, if you ask me. I think they get off on them. Well, we'll talk more about robots later. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that's what I've been playing. Nice. Awesome. Well, last week, we guys, we gave you guys a question, and holy crap, did you guys respond. This is awesome. We like to see this turn out, and uh, yeah. So last week's question to you guys was, what is your most memorable video game of your childhood? Go ahead and read them, Sure. Uh, Nick says, um, playing Super Contra and Double Dragon with my dad for hours. That's a cool movie. Nice. That's an awesome one. Playing with your dad. Oh, you know, I did skip a game. I got to play a little bit, like half an hour uh, more of Zelda Four Swords with my son, so... No, I thought you already beat it. Well, yeah, but when you beat it, you unlock a oh, yeah, memory, yeah. Sta- memory stage, which is like the Super Nintendo levels. Nice, I forgot about that. Um, Nakaila, hope I pronounced your name right, says Super Mario Brothers 3. Even I got it for my 3DS. Michael. Nice. Michael says uh, Kingdom Hearts 2. Um, Raven says Pokemon, 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 Pokemon. And Kriston uh, piped in and said, I would have to say Pokemon as well. Uh, Ro- nice. Robin says River City Ransom. Never heard of that one. That's an old NES title. Oh, Yvonne nice. James says there was a game for Nintendo uh, named POW, which I haven't heard of. And that, Neither have I. He says that was just awesome. Logan says Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Nice. I played the crap out of that game. And uh, Stefan says um, Kingdom Hearts. Um, so Kingdom Hearts back again. Um Micaiah said Super Mario Brothers 3 for Nintendo. Love the game. Still haven't beaten it. Hmm. And Q has a long answer. The most memorable for me have to be the Golden Sun, the Lost Age on the Game Boy Advance. I would choose Pokemon, but as time has passed, I've gotten a bad feeling for it, unlike Golden Sun, which I still love to this day and will totally pick up and play again, given the opportunity. And I have to agree with him on that one. And Kriston uh, kind of replied to him and says, Golden Sun was also a great game for my childhood, but my Pokemon obsession was stronger. And uh, and we got Kristen saying, Diddy Kong Racing. Jorge says, Paper Mario. And Blindshot Diver says, Need for Speed Underground 2. Nice. And uh, Shade wrote in and said, Raymond 2 would be mine. So Sweet. 
Those are my good memories there, I can tell. Those are some awesome ones. But uh, this episode's going a little bit quicker than we normally do, guys. But that's fine. We're going to keep it rolling. I am thirsty. But before, it is the long-awaited Tim's favorite time of the show. Tim, take us away. If you like us and rate us on iTunes and Stitcher, you will not get this awful flu that I'm enduring. It'll somehow pass you over. I think I need to rate and review my own show next time so this doesn't happen. <laughs> I always thought that would be kind of douchey to do, but maybe I should have listened to myself and rated and read, reviewed us on iTunes and Stitcher so that I would not feel like a giant piece of poo. Well, you know, Tim, mm. there's always forgiveness. And if you go and like us and rate us on iTunes during this music break, maybe, just maybe, your flu too will pass. So, guys... Without further ado, Tim's off to rate us and like us on iTunes. Grab his tasty treat, and we'll be back in one minute. tasty treats in hand but before we do that uh last week's question got me thinking over the break and i learned something cool about zelda that i did not know um and wait, wait, i thought wait, i'd wait, just cover wait. that there's there's something about zelda you didn't know I, this is i just it, need to pause and let that sink in for a second okay let's let that sink in for okay. a second okay go okay so the reason why i did not know this i knew a part of it i didn't know all of it I knew that Majora's Mask was a Rush game, and I knew that there was graphic art for an adult Link. The parts I did not know was behind the story that there was actually another game that Nintendo was having a smaller developer make that had rotated on a weekly basis. So you, it was a time travel game where you'd go seven days, and then you'd go back seven days. And you'd go seven days, and you'd go back seven days. Huh. Now, when they they scrapped that project, and when they started originally making Majora's Mask, they actually wanted to do a uh, like a uh, remaster of Ocarina of Time, but the uh, the the developer or the uh, you know uh, Miyamoto, I believe it is, is said that he didn't want to. He felt that Ocarina of Time had played its role. And that it was finished. And he wanted to make it something else. So they said, okay, you can make something else, but you have to make it in a year's time. That's not a lot of time. So they, he found that other small studio that had already set up all the clockwork for a seven-day cycle. And set out to make Majora's Mask on a seven-day cycle. Which later was kicked down to a three-day cycle due to timed events. And just the length that a player would have to wait for things to happen throughout time. Um, instead of having to reset on every three days, you'd have to wait uh, four extra days. On top of that, 
the original the uh, original alphas of the game basically all had an adult link mask but there was no fierce deity mask mm. so believing or and some of the weapons were set to adult link only meaning that they were going to have you instead of being woken up in the temple of time you'd be able to put a mask on and become your adult self and everything would change huh. so uh those are some pretty cool interesting little things that i didn't personally know like i had inklings on some of them um but yeah that was pretty interesting to me so that game could have turned out way different it sounds like completely different so anyways uh oh yeah and the moon didn't have a face to like right before because even if you look at the original box art which uh or not box art but poster art it doesn't have a face on it i'm glad it did because that's a really cool part of majora's mask exactly so Anyways, um, it's all based off of different mythology and stuff like that. The uh, the um, the little aliens that come down at the ranch are actually based off of, I can't remember what culture it is, but they actually are believed to be true uh, aliens from outer space. Um, and it was based off of when they're still in the cows off the farm, these uh, entities, other world entities uh, in this culture are believed to kill cows and slaughter them and harvest all of their organs. So kind of took some lore and it was pretty interesting but it's tasty treat segment we just came back from break that's what you guys are really here to hear about is the tasty treats that we got at hand and i'm here to disappoint you what? so i'm gonna go first what yeah you do have a i got a tasty treat though right i have a tasty treat but it's a reoccurring segment so <laughs> i just got back from vacation and been working like 14 hour days and having no time to go to a store so, Modellas, it is for me. So, but this time, I'm adding a lime to it. Because I've never tried Modelo with a lime. So, we're going to try that out. Okay. Ow. That didn't sound right. Yeah, that hurt. Oh, and the lime is not good. So, we're going to go with a lemon. So, we're going to have Modelo and lemon, apparently, guys. Uh, we'll try. I never had a beer with a lemon in it before, but never had it. I've had orange and lime. Hefeweizen. Orange. You do orange with hefeweizen. Oh, I don't think this is gonna work out too well, guys. The lemon is too thick to go in. I'm wearing lemon all over the place. This is <laughs> tasty treat malfunction. Uh, tasty treat down. Oh come on, get in there. That's what she said. Hey. I was going to say that. I know. Stole it from me. Oh, come on, motherfucker. Oh, it's in there. Oh, my God, I'm wearing lemon all over the place. You're supposed to taste it, not wear it. It's not worth what I just did. Doesn't. But it's still a Modelo. It still tastes good. Doesn't change it that much? No. All right. Well... Now that I, my pants are covered in lemon and Modelo, <laughs> Tim, why don't you present us your damn tasty treat? All right. I have a can of Fort George uh, Vortex IPA, 7.7% uh, uh, alcohol, and not sure how many IBUs, but I know it's really strong. Oh, 97. Yeah, that's pretty strong. So I'm going to drink it right out of the can, I think. Yeah, don't pull a lemon. No, after, after your experience, I'm not pouring anything. 
That is tasty. Strong. Very nice. Brewed in Astoria, Oregon. Very cool brewery. If you're ever on the coast, you should check it out. Uh, I think I failed to mention, mine's brewed in Mexico. Yeah. So, in case you guys didn't catch on the last four episodes. How many uh, Modelos do you have left? Like three. Sweet. So we got like three weeks left of Modelos, guys. And we're moving on. Back to another pack of Modelos. Oh, by the way, my kitchen or my bathroom sink should be here this week. Actually, tomorrow, by the way. Huh, this is not going to end well. So, episode 54. Stay tuned. See if Zach actually got his fucking bathroom done. Dun, dun, dun. I, I, yeah, All I right. hope you do, but man. Yeah, me too. But it, it's a good reoccurring segment, I guess. I guess we could always do Zach, Reho, Model Simulator, Update 2K16. Mm-hmm. And then it'll turn into 2K17. Oh, my gosh. And 18. And then Zach, live from the state penitentiary, <laughs> 2K18. Home Depot Massacre. <laughs> uh, we don't condone violence on this podcast. Only in video games. We endorse it. <laughs> All right. So, time to kick it. All right. Time to do it, guys. Um, I got a really lame one. Not really lame, but not as cool as yours. So I'm going to get mine out of the way. So people were like, oh, that's really cool. And then they'll be like, oh, Zach's did suck. So what is yours? I have Sunport. Plug in, use, solar panel. No panels required. Wait, what? Yeah, Sunport. Well, how can you get solar power without a solar panel? Oh, that is a good question. And I'm going to let the man describe it himself. This is where most of our electricity comes from. They're showing electricity and coal. These guys have been on fire for a very long time. And do you know the secret to their success? She's talking about us, It's us. We use this stuff all day, every day, without even thinking about it. Why? Because we haven't had much of a choice. Meanwhile, the sun is hanging up there in the sky, waiting to provide endless amounts of clean energy. We just need to ask for it. And now you can, with Sunport. Wait, who's this guy? I don't know, what the fuck's he doing on my podcast? Sunport lets you use solar power everywhere you go, without panels, just by plugging in. Wait, what was that? Sunport lets you use solar power everywhere you go without panels, just by plugging in. Huh, and how does that work? It measures the electricity you take from the wall and automatically upgrades it to solar using solar credits. Sunport works with the same renewable energy system big companies have used for years. We just made it accessible for everyone. And the more solar we use, the more demand we create. I get it. So I don't need to own expensive panels. I just need to ask the people with the panels for their energy. And if we all use Sunport to do that, we could create a solar movement. Yes, that's why we're doing this. And now we need your help. Our prototypes are working great. And we even use them to solar power the making of this video. But we need to reach our funding goal to make Sunports for everyone who wants one, or more than one. Pick a color. And please tell all your friends, because more voices saying, we want solar, means more solar for everyone. 
It's endless, remember? Back this campaign and use solar with Sunport. So what I get from this is I'm not too positive because this isn't what I thought it was going to be. But, big shocker, Zach came into this one kind of unprepared on this a little bit. Uh, Sunport is a device you plug into your wall outlet and somehow can differentiate the solar energy from regular le electricity. And it only allows solar electricity to come through. Hmm. And they charge you depending on how much solar electricity you use. So there's an app, and it keeps track of that. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. Port. Yeah. So if you guys are interested in Sunport, head on over. If you guys are one of those hippies, head over to uh, Kickstarter.com. Look up Paul DeRoge. I would love to He's, have solar uh, power just so I don't have to pay the man. Yeah, it's free so you don't have power to pay the, the man. So, you can get this at $49 a unit. So, it looks like you need um, more than one plug if you want to do multiple things. Exactly. Hmm. So, you're looking at a couple grand, too. Yep. But I could take it and I could plug and play. You plug and play. And she's talking about us. She totally wants to get plugged in. So, yeah, exactly. She wants to plug into us. Never mind, that's a different podcast, guys. Uh, Tim, what do you got for us? All right, so pretty soon we're heading off to uh, Penny Arcade Expo, and the guys behind Penny Arcade, of course, started out as a webcomic, and every now and then they kind of do, well, they always do their their game in Tyco Comic, their main characters, but every now and then they do like little special comics, like they make up a fictional universe and just carry that for a while. And a while back they made up something called Automata, I believe it's pronounced, which is um, kind of a noir style, you know, like the detectives in trench coats in the 30s. Um, but we're a world where there's robots, but robots are kind of like second class citizens. So I'm going to let the creators talk about their project a little bit, um, just a second. Um, but basically, they're going to change this comic into a live action um, web series. So go ahead and roll it, if you would. Automata is that sort of 20s noir with prohibition and everything that surrounds that culturally, except alcohol is okay, and what needed the arm of the state at that time were conscious machines. It's a film noir story about prohibition, but the thing that's being prohibited is machine intelligence. Uh, originally, we did Automata as a part of one of our if we have a name for them. It was like Pitch Weeks or something Yeah, it's like, like Pitch Week. We come up with a story idea. We write a one-page comic that sort of introduces people to that world yeah. very loosely. And we do three of those, and we let people pick which is their favorite, and then we go on to make that you know, larger project. But Atomata was so good that we couldn't just leave it alone. So when Hollywood obliterated our dreams of... They didn't obliterate our dreams, they just ignored our dreams. Well, yeah, no, these, what are these? What are these dumb dreams? Get these dumb dreams out of here. F***ing dreams. No, um, so when, when, it, when it appeared that that would not be a valid, you know, avenue, right. we thought about the work that we had done in Automata already. 
where they tend to be, you know, it's five or more... Mini-series. Yeah, a mini-series, five yeah. or more pages. And it occurred to us that that model might be very interesting as video also. What if instead of, you know, five pages, what if it's a five-episode piece that actually lets that setting breathe in a way that we cannot do with the regular schedule? Making Penny Arcade is our full-time job. And so all these other projects, we make them with the hopes that we can sort of hand them off to someone who will do really cool stuff. Let's give it, you know, to someone who can really run with it and has the time and, you know, the imagination to devote to it that we just don't right now. To focus. We definitely want, we, we need someone we can trust to do it. I've always been a fan of Automata, even before moving up to Seattle to work with Penny Arcade on shows such as Penny Arcade the Series and Strip Search and other various video projects for them. Ever since I've been up here, I've been trying to prove to Penny Arcade that this is something that we can do. This is something that we can make and that we can do on our own outside of the typical Hollywood system. So I've taken it upon myself over the last couple of years to really start laying some of the groundwork. You know, we've done some location scouting. We've done, you know, I went to Albany, New York to visit some costumes that they were using for Boardwalk Empire, which I think would be a great asset for this production. We've done CGI tests on Carl to make Carl look as realistic as possible because we want to make sure that if we do this, that it will be a quality project. And based on the results that we've gotten, it looks amazing and we're really excited and I think that it's going to be a fantastic production. In order to get Penny Arcade on board, we decided to go ahead and make a proof of concept of a scene of Sam and Carl. We really wanted to show them what Carl would look like on screen. And I think that they were really impressed with the results. And I think that all the fans will, will be really excited to see Carl in action. The little tiny bit I saw of Carl moving was amazing for me. Like It's like alchemy for you. It's right? magic, yeah, to see him moving in a real person. I was like, oh my gosh, this could be a thing. Yeah, this is a show. Mike has given us a lot of input already about the way that Carl looks that we're planning on incorporating into the look of Carl on screen. Jerry is obviously giving his input onto the script and making sure that it's the best story that it can be. So we have a lot of things in place to tell an amazing story. It's gonna follow Automata's protagonist, Sam, and his robot partner, Carl, as they tackle a case that has some intrigue, has some deception, has some action has a little bit of humor. Everything that you would expect to find in one of the Automata comics, we want to make sure to capture in the live action web series. I think that Automata is an interesting setting, with interesting characters, and we can't do what it deserves on our own. We need help paying for it, and we need help doing it. And Kickstarter is a place where you can do that. We really feel that this is the right time, you know, we've worked really hard on this project and everything's kind of leading us to this point that we really feel that coming to Kickstarter and turning this over to the fans is our final push into getting this made and turning this into a reality. And so we really hope the fans rally around us and help support us in bringing Automata to a screen near them. The financial amount that we're asking for is the very specific amount that we've budgeted for the web series. It's, it's basically what's going to cover all our costs to, to get this thing made. You know, it's not easy. We have a lot of challenges ahead of us. Like we, it is a period piece. It, uh, it's not only a period piece, but it also has robots. So, you know, as you can imagine, that sounds like a very expensive undertaking. But with the fan support and, and with the budget that we've created, we think that we can do this very feasibly uh, with this amount of money. If what you want is automata in the form of a five-part web miniseries, 
we, yeah, we found someone who can do The only way to do that is by supporting this Kickstarter. We think that Automata is great. We think that there's really nothing else like it. Um, we found someone that we trust and will work with throughout the process to make it happen. Uh, and we need your help. All right. So it was kind of long, nice. but um, I hope that uh, you will, listeners, you'll check out the original comics this is based on. You kind of see the cool style that it's going for. And uh, it's um, five days as we're recording from being uh, completed. It's already backed at uh, 37000 or I can't even say it, $374,000, um, which is about 50000 over their goal. Um, but they have some stretch goals already which are um, some pretty cool ones. They haven't announced all of them, but one of the stretch goals, which they've just hit, was 350000 They'll get to use the authentic vintage 1930s clothing from Boardwalk Empire, the TV show. Oh, nice. They hit $400,000. they will get a full 5.1 surround sound mix. And there's three other unannounced tiers, which are pretty cool. So reward levels start um, you know, fairly low, like $5, a thank you in the credit. Um, $25, you get it. HD digital download of the full series. Um, they are making a limited edition, as in they will never make this again after a hoodie that looks pretty sick. Um, it's like a black, shiny material. It's got um, the automata on the side, like the robot's head. It looks really cool. Nice. Tempted by that one, but it's expensive. How much is that? Um, well, here's the thing. I think I found a way around... That level is $225, which gets you all the previous levels. Mm. But they had an add-on offer for $70 per hoodie. So if you got in on a lower tier and added it, you could get it for you know $75 or $100. If you got the... You'd get it for $80 if you backed at the $5 yes, level. Yes, if you snuck in that way, which is mm. what I would do. <laughs> Did you... That's what I would do too, but I really want this hoodie, but not for eighty freaking bucks. But you're looking at it, right? It's a pretty sick looking hoodie. It's a freaking really sick looking hoodie. It's tempting, um, but yeah, this looks it's like very a very cool project. Um, the guy they've got for directing this seems like he's he's done a bunch of music videos and stuff. Seems like he knows what he's doing. Um, so I think this could be a really cool project when it's all said and done. Yeah, this looks really interesting. So. Hmm. Yeah, check out the original comic. Um, they have a little tiny clip of uh, the test footage. It's like five seconds, but kind of give you an idea what it would look like. Um, at, when this uh, podcast goes live, you'll only have about, I think, what it'll be? One, a day Yeah, or two. so definitely check it out right away if it's something you're interested in. But yeah. Sweet. It. Awesome. Well, we got some game news, uh, industry news, and just news in general. Um and this week was kind of slow on the gaming front. It is the beginning of the month. So I kind of filled it in with Icon and things that kind of revolve around our industry um, that majority of people in our industry are really into, and that is wrestling. Were you a big fan of wrestling back in the day, Tim? Um, Kind of. I would watch it if it was on, but I didn't like follow the careers of people or anything. I mean, I know, I know okay. who the Iron Sheik was and Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. So that tells you kind of the age I was when I was watching... Wrestling. Okay, so funny the funny for you to mention Hulk. Well, it's Hogan. hard not to. Uh, he's been removed. He's gone. He's no That's more. That's like a huge icon. There is no. There's no what icon. There's no Hulk Hogan. There never was. Huh. He's just gone. 
He's completely erased. I don't even know who the fuck's Hulk well, what's Hogan. What's the I've got? The, the fuck knock off is somebody. Yeah, you got a knock off lunchbox. Um, so Hulk Hogan has uh, he's been caught up in court over a sex tape that leaked a few years ago. Um, where he, yep, keeping it classy. Uh, this sex tape was with another known wrestler's wife, uh, but both men knew of it, so it wasn't like he was the wife was cheating. The other husband allowed it in some twisted way. He was like, "Oh yeah, hopefully yeah, you gonna nailed my wife. my wife." Yeah, exactly. That maybe that's how they set it up. I'm not really sure, but within this video. We learned that Hulk Hogan has some really bad sex talk. Um, and his sex talk includes dropping the N-word and uh, talking about how his daughter, uh, which who we're not going to mention, but if you just look up Hulk Hogan's daughter, you'll find out who she is, and she's a very attractive young lady, um, is sleeping with an N-word who's only worth $1 billion, where she should be sleeping with an N-word that is worth $100 billion, more like an NBA player. Um, so, the WWE <laughs> has this weird, this really weird, weird sensation of now with all of this racial tension, they decided to do overkill, and they have completely removed Hulk Hogan, um any of his apparel, any of his trademarks, any of his slogans are no longer associated with the WWE. He's been removed from the Wrestling uh, Hall of Fame. He's been removed from basically anything. And I guess they're... I don't really follow wrestling anymore, but I did up until like the early 2000s. And I guess he... I guess some other superstars... And some up-and-coming guys have decided to take on slogans that are like his and kind of make themselves alike, like him um, through their progression in their career, which have now all done a 180, and they are nothing like Hulk Hogan, and they have new ringside attire, and they have new entrance music that doesn't sounds nothing like his, and they do not mutter any of his famous quotes anymore. Um, this coming from WWE, the corporation who made a white guy dress up in all african garb yeah it's a little tribal face a little bit hypocritical and necklaces and dance around the ring as this mythical african uh danger god or something i can't remember who the hell the wrestler was but i remember that it was a white guy dressed up as this african priestess person and how much more racist could you get there? Over a comment made 20 years ago or so. I mean, it's probably not 20 years, but it's been at least a handful of years ago. It wasn't like this is a brand new sex tape. This is an old sex tape. They got leaked. And, uh, yeah. So, I'd have to call shame on the WWE on this one. Just because there's been a lot worse. And, uh, you In know, history. there was... Yeah, they have a big history of doing very edgy, almost racially incorrect things, and they will not stand by their icon that has built up the industry. So, 
We'll see where he goes from here. He could do anything. I mean, he's made of money, so it doesn't really matter, I'm sure. Right. He'll be fine. But it's it's a weird... He'll be fine. He can keep making his racist porn movies. Yep, exactly. Um, speak, so, speaking of wrestlers, um, this last week, um, Rowdy Roddy Piper passed away. Um, he was not that old. I'm trying to see how old he was. Uh, I think he was only 60-something, something maybe? Something like that. Um yeah, he was showing up in uh, always. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. He was yeah. uh, f- pretty famous for a sci-fi movie in the '80s called They Live. Um, and I bring that up because that's where he said the the line that we played last week in our podcast from um, Duke Nukem that it's time to kick ass and chew bubblegum. Yeah, I'll let him. And I'll let him bubblegum. Yeah, uh, Roddy Piper said that originally in the They Live movie. Yeah. So he's a. He's another icon um, that left his mark on popular culture, including video games. And he was a huge icon from where we're from. Yeah, he was. I mean, he started the wrestling scene, and he did, I don't know if you know, but back when I was in high school and I was wrestling, he did some amazing things for all the local high schools and the wrestling things, not in the Washington, but over in Oregon. Uh I mean, from buying them all new equipment to helping them get the right staffing to helping promote their matches, to saying that he would do signings afterwards so people would come and support the local high schools. I mean, a stand-up guy. So, yeah. and From the other from yeah. the other side of the ring, from Hulk Hogan, we raise our glasses to the Rowdy Roddy Piper. Rest in peace, buddy. So, um, speedrunners, which uh, I say again, speedrunners, which is our Friday night game night, or one of them now in our rotation, mm-hmm. has just entered the ring, per se, to keep in with the previous topics, of the ESL. You may be asking yourself, Zach, what is the ESL? And I would say, oh, naive listener, the ESL is the eSports League. I don't know why the fuck I just froze there. but Yeah, you don't know what an ESL is, e- do you? Neither do I. Um, that's the reason why we're all naive here, guys. Um, ESL, the electron or the esports league. I want to keep saying electronic sports league for some reason, but actually, anyways, I'm looking it up right now. That league. is what it is. Is it that's, okay? I knew I'd seen that somewhere. That's the reason well, why I started. The, I was like the electronic. That's what the E stands uh, for, technically, but no one says that. Yeah, it's esports. Exactly. Esports. esports. So that it is the longest running esports league in history. It's the oldest one. <laughs> And it's still going. Uh, Speedrunners, which came on the market about a year and a half to two years ago as this indie game by an indie developer named Tiny Build, which we promote. And they don't sponsor us or anything, but we promote them a lot through our game nights, through talking about them, writing them, uh, writing about them, and so on and so forth. Uh, Came out and said that at GamesCon, which just happened, I believe, this past week, um, they were going to be playing the very first round of eSports uh, Speedrunners Championship competition from Gamescom live at the Twitch booth. So they're going to be joining the ranks of Counter-Strike and League of Legends. So coming up from an indie de- game, from an indie developer coming alongside the likes of Counter-Strike and League of Legends, mm-hmm. good on you. Good on I'm, you. You guys deserve Absolutely. It. I'm ready to see indie developers start to compete in the, the AAA scene. Like, I think with enough talent, 
you can maximize your budget and make an awesome game that everyone wants to play. Rocket League is a perfect example. It, it, I was just going to say Rocket League t- has t- to be a tiny team um, built on, a, was it Unity or one of those common engines? Um, yeah, and you can make an amazing game if you focus your your mission and just yeah. make a cool game. So good on, good on Tiny Build. Yep, sounds good. So yeah, that's what I got for us. Uh, what do you got? I know it's the beginning of the month. Yep. Some things are kicking around. Yep. So what do we got? It is time of the month where uh, Microsoft uh, Gold subscribers get their free games and PlayStation Plus members like me get their free games. So I'll let the uh, Microsoft folks go first, tell you what they got. Um, if you have a 360 um, and you have Microsoft Gold, you get some pretty good games. Um, I actually it's really good games. I actually own both of these um, in a collection for my PS4. Uh, Metro 2033 and Metro Last Light, the sequel. Um, nice. Great little su- shooters set in like a Russian post-apocalyptic subway system, where subways is the place to hide from the radiation and the monsters outside. Um, really cool games. So um, good on you, 360 owners. And then for Xbox One, you actually get three games, so that's pretty cool that they're stepping it up, um, giving more for the Xbox One owners. Wait, 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 wait. You missed the top three. The top three. I'm going to Xbox One. So many memes. Yeah, I'm going to Xbox One now. Oh, I started okay. with Xbox 360. So. Oh, I didn't realize those were 360. My bad, people. Um, so, so many me. I don't know what it is. It looks like uh, it says a charming puzzle platformer starring Philo and his band of, band of misfit clones. So maybe it's like Mario Mini Me or one of those games. It looks like a game Q would love. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zeroes is a great two-hour game, um, but you get that for free. And then something called How to Survive Storm Warning Edition. I think this is the game that was on. Uh, um, crap! What the hell is that? Uh, Steam that I've been really wanting to play. So. It's got zombies, so. It's got zombies. It would definitely be something I would be checking out if I was a uh, Xbox One and Gold subscriber. But what I am is a PlayStation Plus subscriber. So this month we get a Nothing. bunch of puzzle platformers. Literally three puzzle platformers. And the other one... Oh, that sucks. Yeah, you get Limbo, which is good. Uh, but everybody's probably played it by now. Stealth 2, which is a game of clones, which is like a little robot jumping around like a Metroid kind of game. Um, Sound Shapes, which is a great game, but I've already had it for two years. Um, and that one, you bounce around and everything you touch is makes its own sound. So um, you start. That's like the PlayStation Dong game, right? No, no, no it's Vita or PS4. Okay. There's no Dong involved. Um, it's cool, but like I said, I've owned it for two years. Um, a game I hadn't heard of before called Castle Storm, which is supposed to be like uh, you're building like castles, sort of like Lego castles, and then you destroy them, you destroy the other guys' uh, castles. So that looks kind of fun. Um, game right. I'm probably most interested in that I haven't played yet is called uh, Laura Croft and the Temple of Osiris. It is a sequel to Last Gen's um, Laura Croft and the Guardian of Light, which was a cool cooperative game. Uh, one player obviously plays Laura Croft, another plays um, some other random character, and you solve puzzles together. And there's without boobs. Well, the other character doesn't, but Laura Croft does. So I know. I guess boobs. you got some rock paper scissors who gets to play with boobs. But that's not what's exactly. important. The important thing is, is like I've really gotten into cooperative gaming with my kids, so yeah, so this will be cool to play with them. Father of the Year award. Yep. But I'm a little ticked at at uh, PlayStation with like literally three puzzle platformers, side-scrolling puzzle platformers. Like, get some more games in the mix. 
Uh, next month, PlayStation Plus is actually going to let you vote on which free games you get. They're going to give you three choices. Nice. So, I mean, you know. It's... So, you got Laura Croft again, guys. <laughs> you might have Rocket League again, guys. And let's throw in Barbie's Cruise in the World USA. I guess that's true. It depends on what three choices they give us, but I don't know. Hopefully, there'll be some good games in the mix for next month, but uh, yeah, that's what I got. Nice. Well, guys, it's came to that time of the episode where we're just kind of out of stuff to talk about this week. Um, so, like always, guys, we leave you guys with a question. This week is no different. This week's question is, if you could go anywhere in the world, where would you want to vacation? So, Tim and I have been doing vacations. My vacations aren't done this summer. I've got one more, and then we're off the beautiful PAX Prime. PAX is kind of an active um, vacation, but yeah, it's definitely it, in the realm. It's a vacation. Definitely. So, um, yeah. So, if you could go anywhere in the world, where would you want to vacation? Tim? Um, I've always wanted to go to Japan. Um, specifically uh, Tokyo and Akihabara, which is like the geek part of, to- of Japan. That's where yeah. all the um, anime shops are and the video game shops. And that's where you'd find like random girls dressed up as anime characters and stuff like that. And that would be totally awesome to bum around and, um, yeah, just spend a couple of days there. What nice. about you? You know, I, uh, I thought about this. I, I'm a huge history buff. So I got to go back to like Rome, Italy... Um, I'd like to go to Italy and tour around there and then go to Rome probably from there. Uh, Italy, because of the uproots of that's where kind of where the mafia, the Italian mafia started. Um, and it'd be fun to go check out that, you know, the, the, uh, all the other cool history artifacts over there. And then Rome, obviously the Colosseum. Uh, hopefully I try to pick a fight with a guard in the middle of the Colosseum and be like, battle to the death, (laughs) motherfucker. And uh, try to relive some awesome, violent moments there. And then I'll be stuck in Rome for the rest of my life. But, hey, maybe the Pope will uh, – maybe he'll be gracious on me. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I'd have to say probably either Rome or Italy. I'd probably lean towards Rome. So, That's a good choice. Yeah. So, we also have questions from you guys this week. Um, I'm going to let Tim read these off. <laughs> So, Q wants to know what we consider the best room in the house to be for gaming and why. Um, Before I answer, I'll I'll give his answer, which is his personal preference is the bathroom. Because there's just a feeling of safe comfort. Because he likes shitty games. (laughs) Because there's a... No, his answer is funny, too. Because there's just a feeling of safe comfort that one gets when playing a handheld on the loo. So, next time you uh, hear a game review from Q, imagine him playing it on the pooper. Yep, exactly. So what's your favorite room for playing the gaming? My office. On your laptop or your desktop and then that? Um, I actually really like my laptop this last weekend playing on it. Um, but I do enjoy my desktop. So it's a tie between the two of them. I like my desktop because I've got the double screen monitor set up. Um, laptop's really nice and easy just to go. But if I'm in my office, I'll probably be on my desktop. So, so I like portable gaming, so it's nice... To have my Vita or my three. You're taking a shit too while you're gaming? No, no, no. I'm just starting backwards, working up to my favorite. Um, some of my fondest memories are, for example, uh, playing 3DS after hiking to Angel's Rest where I have a view of the Columbia Gorge. Nice. Um, but that's not in my house. My favorite place gaming in the house is in my den, which is a gamer den. It's got the Zelda art in the walls and 
Um, I have my giant sack, which is a beanbag that can actually comfortably seat two people um, in front of my TV. I've seen his sack. It's pretty big. <laughs> can we just isolate that clip of audio? No, that needs to be in my ringtone from, from you. <laughs> I've seen his sack. Yeah. I've seen his sack. It's pretty big. I've seen his sack. It's pretty big. Oh, All right. I'll get that and send that over to you. <laughs> Zach's calling. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm a console gamer, and uh, playing in my den on my sack is my favorite. Nice. Then, uh, All right. We got two more. Sure. Uh, Blindshot Diver says, what is the meaning of life? Uh, and then he's got the little tongue emoticon. <laughs> now, nah, actually, that's his fake question. What is, his actual question is, why do a lot of people act like they care for the nature but don't want to do anything for it? And second question, how did you guys get the idea to start a podcast? So let's tackle, oh, let's nice. tackle the first one. What? Okay. So what's the meaning of life, Tim? Uh, the meaning of life 22. is to be uh, – Okay, moving on. Uh, why do a lot of people act like they care for nature but don't want to do anything for it? I'm assuming he's meaning like actual nature outside nature. Yeah, because people are lazy. I mean, people are lazy and they they uh, they want to feel like they're a part of something good, but they actually don't want to make the commitment and spend the money and the time and the effort into making something good mm-hmm. that should be good Here in the pacific northwest we're actually fairly conscious about recycling and reusing materials um i don't i can't speak to the rest of america but we have pretty high uh state parks funding and stuff like that national forest funding and stuff in our states conservation. as well yeah conservation animal conservation we're pretty conscientious we're not that we're great or perfect at it but i'd say over the places i've been in throughout my life i'd say that where we live is probably one of the higher ones and then his last question how did we guys get oh, that's terrible how did we guys yeah, huh? whatever how did we get the idea for to start a podcast well i didn't start this podcast zach you started this podcast so why don't you tell me what idea how did you, what was your idea for starting this podcast well uh the original idea to start this podcast was the legend of uh, every single podcast would be the legend of a topic, and that would be the topic that would span the whole entire episode. Um, and I quickly found out after probably 10 or so episodes that I just can't get enough content in to make an episode or find enough people to get the episode made um, weekly. Because you were trying to get new guests every week trying to get new guests every week, trying to make sure that everybody was uh, insightful on that specific legend, um, trying to find qualified people that weren't just mumbling shit out their ass or it wasn't me just speaking for an hour. Um, and I was part of the Nightcast before I ever started this, which the Nightcast was myself and Blake, um, which Blake doesn't do podcasts anymore, sadly, um, but maybe he'll get around to it again sometime soon. Um but we kind of did something along the lines of a gaming and life podcast. So I decided to take that, revamp it, find a good co-host that I knew locally that we could hang out, had common interests, did stuff together. And Tim and I had been going to PAX. We knew each other before that. We talked about video games. Um, so it only made sense to ask Tim if he wouldn't mind trying to set off a chunk of time to do the weekly podcast, which led into him being a part of the website um, and now we're going to PAX again, one year later almost, so uh, from when he started the podcast. Yep. So Yeah, and uh, Plug and Play was kind of the whole idea of mostly gaming, but having the flexibility of talking about technology, hence the name. 
Um, just yeah. so we can have more to talk about, and that was. Part- we can plug in segments as they become relevant. Yep. That was sort of my idea for so, that. And that that was exactly exactly that's what I was going to say. This uh, the whole plug and play. It was our idea that we needed to get away from the legend of uh, for brandability. You had already decided that. Yeah, but Tim went a step further and made sure that when we were rebranding and changing the name that it was something that was going to fit us perfectly. And it was Tim's amazing idea to come up with Plug and Play podcast, and it's turned out amazing. So, yeah, it's been pretty fun. Yeah, it has. Um, thanks for the question, Blanche. That was, yeah, that was a good uh, question. That was an amazing question. Let's finish out with Isaiah's question. Okay. Which would you rather, brownies or brownies? Now, before you answer, mm-hmm. I'm just going to say I want Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> Now only see I, Isaiah I, only only Isaiah gets that reference because he is technically, aka Brownies. That's his nickname. That is I his nickname on Rocket League. I did not know that. Now KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken, is uh, our boy. Oh man, crap! And I forgot his name, Michael. Mm-hmm. So both these guys play Rocket League. They're members of Friday Night Game Night, and they're both big contributors not to only our podcast, but the Bun Smashers podcast, and they follow the website. Nice. So Isaiah, aka fucking brownies, you're not pulling one over my eyes. I'm choosing KFC. So I went a different way with this question because I don't know about you, but I've been to parties um, in the Portland area <laughs> where don't. Eat the brownies. You would ask the host, now are these brownies or are these brownies? Brownies. Because pot's legal here, and you gotta ask the host if you're just eating a brownie or if you're eating a brownie. You know what I mean? So I I go for brownies, not brownies. Oh, okay. Alright. So that leads us to the end of the show, yep. guys. This has been episode 53. Don't forget to check us out at facebook.com forward slash plug and play show. Check us out on YouTube. Tim's got his uh, kick it segment uh, unboxing for the uh, uh, Lumi Bowl in Exploding Kittens. Thankfully, I get to go take a shit in his lit up toilet Wait now. A Wait a minute. <laughs> we said pee. We did never said nothing about taking a number two. Well, I might just have to take some X-Lax and we'll be able to hold it. Damn it. it. So, <laughs> yeah. One more shot, one more shot up with Exploding Kittens. Exactly. Um, Love that. Awesome. Don't forget to head over to thebuttonsmashers.com where you can not only find myself and Tim, but you guys can also find the things that Tim's writing about, what I'm writing about, what Q's writing about, what he's talking about on the Button Smashers podcast. What he's talking about on Hopelessly Animanic, which is him and Kiki. Which which you know, games he's reviewed from the toilet. Which games he has taken a shit while doing. Um, you can also check out uh, the Gaming Goddess podcast and the Snowcast. So, guys, head on over there. We got a Rocket League thing coming up. It's rope. We're just waiting on a video from one of our editors who might be sitting on the toilet playing a handheld game right now. Get to get the that toilet. Get off the damn toilet thank, queue and give me God my video. Luminabola's ass would be glowing all the time. <laughs> You'd have a radiation ass. <laughs> he almost made me spit beer out my nose. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. 
I think we've talked about enough about the Lumi Bowl sitting on the loo while we're playing video games and ragging on Q for this one episode. This has been episode 53 of the Plug and Play podcast. Don't forget to head over to iTunes and Stitcher, like us and rate us so you guys don't get Tim's cold because that sounds like it sucks. Until next time, guys, on episode 54, don't forget to prime and shine.